Hey everybody, this is Kyle from Music City Gold. I just want to take a moment today before the show starts and let you know that Penalty Box Radio has been nominated for the Best Blog category in the Tennesseans Toast Music City for 2017. You know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into making PBR what it is. From those of us who host podcasts, taking pictures, writing articles, or working behind the scenes, we all love what we do, and we would love to have your vote this year. So be sure you click the link in the show notes of today's episode and give us a vote if you would. Remember, voting ends on August 1st. Thank you guys so much for your support. Now let's get to the show. And welcome back to Music City Gold, hosted by Penalty Box Radio. I'm your host, Kyle. With me again this week are my co-hosts, Daniel and Matt. Hello. What's up, guys? I don't know about you, but I've had a pretty good weekend. How about you guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been really busy preparing for a week out playing drums next week. Got to catch some of the highlights this weekend of Wimbledon. How about you, Matt? Right, yeah. I'm definitely a big fan of Federer, me and you both, so that was pretty awesome. Didn't drop a single set all Wimbledon. I'm uh, busy this weekend as well. I've recently got a new puppy, and he is keeping me up every every hour or two in the middle of the night. So, is this preparation for you and your wife to have a child one day? Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a good test to see if that's what we want or not. So, how bad are you failing right now? Uh, you know, we're doing pretty good. I feel like a good pup dad. <laughs> I, I got the little books to teach you how to to teach him how to be a good boy and and all that good stuff. Is so. it working? Yeah, he's learning. He's only like seven or eight weeks old, so potty we're training. still we're still working on potty training and and, uh, and keeping me up in the middle of the night. But it's going pretty good. So, what kind of dog did you get? It's a cockapoo, which sounds like a stupid word, but it's a <laughs> it's a cocker spaniel poodle, and they're like a hypoallergenic kind of a small dog, which aren't really my favorite. I, I'm a note big to dog. listeners. He wanted a manly dog. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a German Shepherd kind of guy, but since we don't have a yard yet, I thought it would be unfair to have a German Shepherd in the house. So you want that manly dog to go with that manly beard of yours? That's right. Just like kids, you he likes throw them in the crate when they're misbehaving. That's right. He likes to chew on my beard. That's what I told somebody at uh, the conference. I said, you know, with a puppy, I get to leave him at home when he misbehaves and like go out for dinner. But you guys got to haul your kids all the way everywhere, wherever you go, and they misbehave in public. That has to stay at the restaurant. Oh, so well, some of you may not know, we joke about Matt's manliness because we all grew up together. And so growing up, we got to see Matt's uh, progression to manly things over the years. Uh-huh. What did it start with, Matt? You started with knives and then went to beards and... <laughs> yeah, knives, guns, guns beards, that sort, of, that sort of thing. Yeah, A real man, man. Mm-hmm. So I want to circle back to the Wimbledon thing because I don't follow tennis at all. So is this a big deal as what he's done? Yes. So Considering what, his age, I mean, what is he, 35, 30... 34? I'm not sure his age, but uh, he's very old for tennis. Eighth Wimbledon win, most all-time for a, a male. I mean, just the payout alone. I mean, he's made over $100 million just at Wimbledon. It's it's incredible. And he didn't he didn't drop a set, and he's just a classy dude all around. Much yeah. respect for him. Even, even if you don't follow tennis, something that I particularly enjoy about him is, like you said, he's, he's a class act kind of guy. He is the definition of a respectable. He's got it all composed on court. He does a lot of charity type. He's just a good guy. And so whatever sport it is, you, you always want to to appreciate those people who do good for the community and do good for others. See, I couldn't imagine being 35 years old and you said he what? He won $100 million? Well, he's won over the time just at Wimbledon. I mean, this, I think this was 36.1 million pounds was the the purse for this tournament alone, and that's roughly forty one million U.S. dollars. So See, I just don't know what I'd do if you said, "Here, here's a hundred million dollars." I'd be like, "I'm gonna retire." He just keeps winning championships. That's what it's all about. Now, the only reason why I heard about it is because it was such a big deal, and apparently, it's just like I said, it's a big deal that he won this. But I was reading some sports blogs where people were talking about how he wasn't necessarily becoming a good thing for the sport because he wasn't letting younger people win. I don't know who told you that. I don't know how that's bad for the sport. They just need to up their game. If you can't beat an old man then as a young guy, then you you just have some more work to do. I mean, Andy Murray went out. Djokovic went out. Nadal went out. 
I mean, that's his major competition, so. I mean, he, he just destroyed this tournament, so. Well, since we're talking about other sports for the moment, I know that uh, Nashville recently had the uh, soccer tournament at the uh, for the Gold Cup in Nissan Stadium. I believe it was USA and Panama played. Correct. I think it was like forty six or forty seven thousand people in attendance. It was one. Of, it was one of the. Lar- it actually was the largest soccer game hosted in Nashville in history. So, um, pretty excited about that. It's growing. I know we have our soccer club now. And uh, I've actually thought about uh, becoming a ticket holder for them because soccer's always intrigued me as a sport that looks like it's fun. It's got similar rules to hockey. Very you know? similar. It's actually. A lot of the entry styles, offsides, a lot of the rules and strategy kind of interplay with each other. So, um, yeah. And cool even with the players you. themselves, they seem like the pregame on playing soccer a bit too, kicking the ball back and forth. Yeah. Keeps them loose. So I know we talked about our weekend for a second, but I tell you, I have an idea who's probably had the worst weekend of anybody in the world right now. Who? So if you are under a rock and don't really get on Twitter very much, Apparently, there was a guy named Andrew Fudge on Twitter. <laughs> His name is... Oh, man. Who goes, better. I know. He goes by the Twitter handle... Really at, fudged it up. He goes by the Twitter handle, at LittleFudge07, and apparently he entered a contest to win Preds tickets, and he won tickets for Game 6 of the Stanley <laughs> Cup Final between Nashville and Pittsburgh, and only today found out that he won the tickets. Sucks to suck, man. I don't know what yeah. I do. I think I might walk to the pedestrian bridge and throw myself off. Yeah, that's a bad day. It's like ten grand worth of tickets. Just I mean, I don't know. Find we out. couldn't figure out if they were glass seats or what. There wasn't much info on it. But just the fact that those tickets were going for so much and you win two tickets and you miss it. And, of course, it's taken Twitter by storm because everyone's like, you know, you think you had a bad day or a bad weekend. Look at this guy. Well, let's hope he at least had some kind of a good evening for those tickets instead of going to the game. At least he had something to do, hopefully. On the bright side, though, he missed the game, so he didn't have to see Crosby skate that cup around. And kiss the cup. No, uh, uh. Oh, well. So, sorry, um, Andrew, about your luck. Hopefully next year, if we get that far, if you win tickets again, you can go and not have to worry about missing this time. So, talking about Pred stuff, Freddie Goudreau got signed today. That's right. Freddie Hockey. One of our heroes of the Stanley Cup Finals got signed to a three-year deal today for the 17, 18, and 19 seasons. Wasn't it a minimum? That it was. For the uh, 2017-2018 season and for the 2018-2019 season, he is on a uh, two-way contract, which means he's going to get paid six hundred fifty k, which is the league minimum and the NHL level. And if he goes down to AHL, he's going to get paid seventy k. Now for the 2019-2020 season, He's on a one-way contract, which means he's going to make 700 k whether he plays in the NHL or the AHL. What do you guys think about that? I think it's a pretty good deal and a good signing for us because either way, if he's not performing well, then he's going to get bumped back down to Milwaukee where they'll keep training him. But, I mean, obviously, in the playoffs, he, he showed that he can earn a spot on the team as far as a day-in, day-out roster player. And earn himself a place in the locker room. An actual locker room spot, not a wheel-in one. This oh, time. no. I think they'll keep him with a chair. They seem to like the fact hey. he had a chair, and they said it works. It they works. Moving it. Don't mess up the juju. Give him a chair the whole season. He'll score 30 goals. Yeah, but what other records can he break? Wouldn't he the second player in history to score his first three goals in, in the finals? Yes. Correct. What else kind of record can you top other than that? That's a hat trick in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, that, that, that would do it. <laughs> Maybe they need to downgrade him from a chair to just a stool. <laughs> stool. <laughs> Floor space only. Yeah. <laughs> no, we actually got you a spot in the hallway. So, since we're talking about the, you know, the RFAs and stuff, we've got four RFAs that are coming up into the 18-19 um, season. One of them's Joey. So, he's asking for about $8.5 million. Do you think Poy will give that to him? Do you think he's earned it? Yes, by far. I mean... Look at his postseason stats alone. And he was out for six games of the finals. And I think, what was it, game five and six of um, the Western Conference finals. I mean, he was injured, and he was still our top points producer. He, I mean, he was an assist machine. I think so. they'll give it to him because right now the Preds have got $20 million in projected cap space. They've got the money to pay him. 
I think it's more of, I think Poyle's trying to negotiate with him. The fact that he's not in arbitration, to me, says they're close. Right. So I don't know what they'll do. However, though, the two players that are going to arbitration is going to be Austin Watson and Victor Arvidsson. Arby's getting paid this year. Arby's going to get paid. I think he will because his arbitration hearing, if he doesn't have a deal signed by July 22nd when he goes to arbitration, he comes off the end of the 17th season making only $640,000. Nope. Not after his 30-point regular season. What would, no. what would you guys give him? What do you think a guy goal. is worth? You know, three- to four-year deal, I'm thinking I'd give him a three- to four-year deal, maybe four, four-and-a-half million dollars. That would kind of be the, probably the bread and butter. I mean, I think one reason that we'll be more hesitant to pay up more money is was last season just, just us one season. Granted, I don't think that is the case considering his work ethic and his hustle. I mean, the dude just hustles and he gets goals by proxy. I mean, remember, remember I mean, he you just gets I, goals. You and I were calling him RV Hustle during the games because the man is like, he is the heartbeat of this team. Uh, he's one of the smallest players, and he gets, I mean, beat up all the time, hit into the boards, and he's like a little springboard. Hit him in the board, comes right back. Yeah, I think he's going to be a breakout player for you guys this year. If there's somebody I got my eye on, I think. But I he think was the breakout the player last year. Right. Can 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 he repeat it? Because I know they give you money based on your performance, but they also give you money based on can you sustain the level of production you're doing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back my expectation a little bit. I'm gonna say he gets like 25 goals. I I don't think he does as well because people are going to be watching for it this year. Last year he took everyone by surprise. This year teams are gonna be watching for him. So it'll be a little different. But wonder if I, he gets more playtime or less playtime this year. Because you guys were riddled with injuries throughout the last half of the season going into the playoffs. So I wonder if he his role will be reduced now that you have a healthier team. I don't think it will. He'll stay on the he'll go, line. Yeah, he'll go up to top line again once Joey returns. Because his mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a proven track record that'll that'll merit him getting that spot. And you gotta think that oh my gosh, those three were just possession hogs during the playoffs. And when Joey unfortunately got injured, that that all went away. I mean, he was our facilitator as a top line number one center, and sh- rightfully should be. But as soon as he got injured, you kind of saw RV slack off, and he wasn't as effective in the playoffs. But I think once that line gets back, everyone's healthy and whole. You'll see them probably from the start of the season in top shape, hopefully. How long of a contract is he on right now? You said he's going to be in arbitration over his current contract. Yeah, he's RFA. I mean, right now he's his contract's up. Okay. Same yeah, thing. With, have to same thing soon. with Watson. His contract's up too. He ended the 17 season at 575k. I'm kind of the opinion. I don't know about you guys, but I would I like to have shorter contracts because that requires that makes the player continue to keep production up. If I sure up a six-year oh, deal, I then hate, I might can slack off because I, I don't have to worry about a new contract coming up until my last year of play. So I like to keep him on a short leash, I would think. You see you that think a lot of goalies, too. Goalies sign these huge, longer-term contracts, and then towards the end of their career, they start slacking off because they're just not nimble enough, not physically able to do it anymore. Well, that was part of the people's critique of uh, Pecorine this year. Uh, coming in this year was he was on such a long contract, and I think he rebounded to... I would say almost elite Pecorine. He had, so he had several games in the playoffs where he was just, that was the Pekka we've been used to seeing for years. He, though, was Soros. Soros we is played good. Soros more. I know we're going to ride him more this year to really aid Peck and give him the rest that he needs to perform at an elite level because come playoff time, it'll be Peck again. But Peck doesn't need to be going, 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 going all season. And then by the time the playoffs get here, he's already trashed. That's what... That's what we were able to do effectively last year, and we need to do more of that this year. It's kind of like an interesting catch-22, though. You want him to have that rest so he's fresh you know, towards the end of the season, but if he's doing really well, do you really want to pull him because he's giving you Ws if he's on a hot streak? But So he's giving you Ws, but you still need to rest him so he's fresh later on. But that was the good part about having UC now. He, he, I mean, he can come in and be a quality starter. Even for a rookie, I mean, he's fantastic. So, I mean, that, got, that's a great option for us to have, and it worked this year, obviously, because Peck came out and had two shutouts in Chicago. Right. So, I mean, you've got eighty-two games. If you're going to start Rene, how many games each of you? How many games would you start him? Split him with split him with Saros. 
That's a good question. Yeah, good question. I I would give the mm. on longer road trips and back to back games. I would I would start to let Rene back off, and I would put Soros in more during that time because those are more grueling physically. Uh, back to back, back to back games for sure. Trips. I would definitely do back like just swap them out. I mean, UC's proved that he can be effective and come in from basically a cold start and put up decent numbers as a goaltender. So, I'd also take into account the fact that there are some teams that just do bad against certain goalies. Right. For example, for sure. Edmonton always struggles against Rene. Anytime you see Preds going to play Edmonton either home or away, Rene gets start no matter what because he seems to have their number constantly. It's like a mental block, really. I mean, to be honest, though, the Penguins kind of had Pecorine. He had never won against them until literally the final series. Like, uh, I mean, we won one, correct? He finally won the two games against them. He did. But, like, before that, he hadn't won a single game against them. I wonder how much of that is a mental aspect. That's what I was saying. Because it's they, be a mental they can block. sit back there and not have a shot for seven, eight minutes. Or 37 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yes, that, that can also still happen. Win. <laughs> That's a good little sidetracked, but yes, <laughs> that did happen. I think regardless of what will happen, Rene next season will come into it, and he'll be able to give UC more of the ropes of how things are going to work. I think he will eventually pull back. And I could see down the road, A, two games. I would say Pekka starts maybe 70% and Saros gets 30%. I'd say that's fair. I mean, Peck's definitely going to be more of the, the finished dad for him this year that he needs to be. And you you can tell that he is moving and transitioning more towards that role because he is getting closer to the end of his contract. And right. he understands that. And he understood that in the playoffs this year I mean like you said and I think our first episode if you haven't gone to the Players Tribune and read that article yet on Peck man it'll man, make you cry man, I, I cried a little bit I had, it's to go, ridiculous. I had to go in my works bathroom and cry it was <laughs> it's, so great. it's ridiculous because he, he understands the urgency of winning a cup yeah. now he knows that he probably has about two more seasons good seasons left and that's it I mean our window has opened up I think for the first time I'd say almost in the franchise history, we have a legit cup window. Now, what I'm curious about here, so Matt gave me some uh, ideas, some things we could talk about. And one of the things he marked down here, I really want to talk about. It says now at the very bottom of my list, kind of like hidden off to the corner, caddy corner, it says, who would win in a dance-off between P.K. Subban oh, and Carrie Underwood? And that's a good question, but I think at the end of the day, I've been thinking about this it's while we've been talking. what all the listeners were thinking about, really. <laughs> I know, right? Do them a favor. Forget talking no about... No one tweeted us this. Yes. This is just what Matt <laughs> This is what Matt came up with. In the middle of the night <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when he can't sleep. Yeah, when he's potty training that dog. Okay, Matt. Who do you got? I'll let, I'll let you guys go first. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll go first. Fine. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say P.K. Supin. Why? Because I think he would challenge Carrie Fisher. No, yeah, Carrie Fisher. Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Under, <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Dash every time. Underwood. Every time. It's not I think he would way. challenge Carrie Underwood to a dance off on the ice. I think he would be bold enough to. I don't think he could take her. I mean, come on. This girl is a professional singer and performer. Yeah, but how? What? What's the variety of her moves? She's just a country music singer, so I mean, she only has say, the country music style. I bet PK can get in with any crowd. PK, I bet he's got a bigger variety of moves. PK's got the closet too, in the wide variety of shoes. I will give the upper hand to PK's wardrobe, <laughs> for sure. Have you seen the Sports Center set, uh, like a feature on PK's closet? They did a no. special. Yeah, he on has his closet. tons of stuff. Tons. Even at the ESPYS, Peyton Manning said. Let's get the PK soup and having fun. Just yeah. because, you know, Milbury was like, you know, we can't believe you're having fun out here. You know, you're being a clown uh-huh. on the ice and all those back and forth. And it's if, like, if it's on the ice, Matt, PK's is, this got da- it. is this dance off on skates? No. There's no way she can, she can skate as well as he. Then Carrie. Carrie. You, you don't think Mike no Fisher has taught her to skate? No. Well, oh. Well, not professionally. Come on. There's no way. She is Obviously, his biggest she's fan. not going to be a professional. He has had to take her skate. All right, dance floor. Forget the eyes. Dance, dance floor. Carrie. I'll say Carrie wins that. I, no way. Y'all are crazy. 
Carrie wins it. All right, PK has a louder personality. <laughs> he loves the spotlight. I Carrie Fish. Oh gosh, I'm gonna do that every time. Carrie Underwood. You've seen her dancing in the in the uh, in the area a little bit during the in, during the finals and the playoffs. You've seen her dancing a little bit. Well, she's got a little bit more of a shy nature. I bet she's gonna kind of go back in the limelight, and and PK will really step into the mainstream light. I think he's gonna take the cake on that. So you think if she walks out to one of her songs and starts singing one of her own songs? She's not going to have like all these awesome choreographed dance moves to go Here, with I'm it? I'm going to let you on a secret. You know what she does? She sings. She doesn't spend oh, much time dancing. Newsflash. If she's too busy singing, she can't spend much time dancing. She's a performer. You don't think she can sing and dance at the same time? No way. PK, he's, she's all, also about an actress. he's all about the moves. Apparently. Yeah. That's what it says on Wikipedia, right? <laughs> no. I'm just saying. If she comes out singing, Jesus, take the wheel, no, she's not going to be throwing down the dance moves but all right I, i'm surprised i'm outnumbered on that you both dirty have laundry I'll take, maybe i'll take pk on this one i would say you can make it a little further and you should say not necessarily a dance off have a skate off between pk and carrie and then have a sing off between pk and carrie well the sing off is obvious who wins we heard pk singing johnny cash when he first got here so that's yeah it's carrie but don't quit his day job sorry pk you're, you're a great defenseman two-way defenseman you stay there love the man so now we're coming to a part that i've had a lot to think about i've had several i guess been a heated topic this week been a couple of weeks to talk about this and this is our jerseys i want to start off with matt since oh. you are an outsider looking at this you've seen how the red wings did their jerseys what is your comparison of the preds jersey garbage uh, I, I mean I can't say it's good and I'm a Predators fan it here's, looks like my first impression was it looks like a Twinkie okay you ready for this a minion yeah I'm I'm a Predators fan it kind of looks like a little minion those are the first impressions here my first thought looking at the jersey was if there is a Banana. light if the light goes out in a lighthouse you can take a Preds jersey oh. and it becomes the light <laughs> it's a beacon it's steering those ships safely into the harbor, but here, here's the deal. I don't think, just looking around at all the league's jerseys, I know some of you have you have your opinions on which ones you do like better, but I think overall it wasn't really an upgrade for anybody. It was more, yeah. it was more or less a simplification of the jersey. You saw less piping, you saw less accents. More or less, it stayed the same, but here's the deal, and this is what I'm going to say. First of all, the Adidas videos, whoever edited those... It was terrible editing. Terrible. It didn't look really what it looked like in person, because I've started to see some of these uh, shots online and Twitter of the jersey up close, and actually, it kind of changed my opinion of the jersey a little bit, seeing some of the material. It looks like the material is more premium in person. You can tell definitely on the shoulder pads that there's the perforation. Yeah, it's like a mesh. It's, 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 like like it's like a mesh. It looks perforated, and that does break up. Because that picture that you have right up on your phone right now, that looks horrible. Right. Like that, And that was from Adidas. Like I said, the pictures in person look a little better. Um, I also like the NHL logo. That It looks a little glossy in person. It's chrome. It's it's chrome. And, and so, yes, I hate it. There are some things that I do like about it better, but more or less, I think it was more of a simplification and just a change of fabric. Like, I, I didn't feel like any jersey in the league just stood out, and the I was like, oh, my God, like, you just redesigned your whole thing. No, it was a simplification, and I think you'll see more of the crazy jerseys once we start getting third jerseys. Yeah, the biggest thing I noticed was, like you said, the quality of the material just kind of looks a little spandexy to me. I don't know, it just didn't quite look it lo- as it good. It looks like a jersey. Right. And I don't know if it goes, everybody on the listening can't see the the photo. I've got a side-by-side comparison it's between the, the jersey the we have. and the original and then the Adidas shot, which is very dark, and you can't really see the quality up close, or you can't see the difference in the yellow or the gold. Two, I mean, it's two of the other things I notice is the jerseys we had had a blue stripe along the collarbone area, and this one doesn't. It uh, doesn't break up that gold very well. It's kind of like, the, and uh, this has more of a. The new one has more of a circle neck. This, uh, the older one, looks more like a V neck. It looks a little better. And I think the soccer blue should jersey. Come back. It's a soccer jersey style. Right. I feel like more minimalistic, uh, more streamlined. It's 
you know what I my favorite uh, Predators jersey was the one a couple years ago that was black and or I'm sorry blue and white. It was the na- the darker navy and the yeah, white one. Yeah, and the the blue yes. the blue and black checks. Right. Love That's it. my favorite. I think we I can all find, agree. I can't find that anywhere, and I want one so bad, but I don't want to go buy a fake one. Right. Yeah. So kind of the thing why I like the older jerseys better than this new one, not necessarily that one. That was the best one. But the, considering the one we had last year, it has more of that navy in it, and I like it because it breaks up. The gold is really loud, kind of like the Tennessee Vols has a really loud orange, and something they did well, with they, their they, jerseys, yeah. they well, brought in gray to tone it down. fantastic, by the way, the smoke gray with the orange, and that's why I want for a third jersey, I want a smoked gray with gold piping. That would how, look good. How's a smoke gray uniform, gold piping, and a white logo. White it's, Predators logo. Oh, my goodness. That would look so like, good. Was it this year, remember, during some of the games, you guys had a gold helmet, too? Remember oh that my and how gosh. dumb that no. looked? Yeah. Yes. You need to tone down the gold, bring in the Navy back. So we did that all year. That oh, was, yeah. that was yeah. yeah, and that's so, why I wanted Navy helmets with this new jersey. Right. But it's not going to happen. The reason, why we, gold did, on the reason gold. why we did the gold helmets is that was technically our third third oh, uniform. Because yeah, we didn't have them. Anything. But I mean, we, we are getting, no, consolation prize, we are going to get a third jersey. Yes, but I'm kind of terrified to see what it's going to look like I, looking at these. I know. I agree with Matt that there needs, needs to be more blue. Uh, there was a couple people on Twitter that made their, because um, most of the fan reaction to that jersey was people didn't like it. Nobody liked it. Some people liked it. It has to. It's one of those things. That it's going to have to grow on you. I don't you. think anyone even liked their own jersey. I mean, like I haven't seen fans. Vegas, Vegas liked their jersey because the first one they've they ever got. Was the first one jer- they've yeah, seen. they didn't have a jersey to, they compare, to. compare it to. Yeah, you have nothing to compare it to. Obviously, you do like your jersey, and theirs was decent. It it matches their theme style. Everyone else's jerseys, I looked at them, and there wasn't one that stood out that I was like, "Oh wow, that was a nice redesign." They all looked what basically I more minimalistic. What I think we should have done with our jersey is put blue at the top on the shoulders or take the blue hem on the bottom, bring it up, or put blue stuff on the lo- on the arms. Because, like, Dallas had it on the arms. Um, I think Chicago's got stuff on the arms. I mean, I went through real quick just to get my top five of what I liked, and I thought the people who won, I guess, jerseys was Capitals, Vegas, Kings, and the Panthers. Panthers already does look like a European soccer jersey. Because they got the badge of the Panther on it. So it kind of right. just fit. Interesting you didn't say the Blackhawks. No, because I hate the Blackhawks. I think, I, I don't know how long this information was, but it's kind of understood people say that the Blackhawks jersey is the best jersey in sports. I don't know who it's said that. It's definitely but more it's kind iconic. Of a, it's one of the more iconic jerseys because it's been around for so long. Right. I, I really do like it. I know you have a personal bias against Chicago, but I, it's, it's really pretty. I like it. I like their jerseys, but... I'm just saying, I didn't think they get got an upgrade from Adidas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no one did. I Red think everybody Wings got a downgrade did. except I don't, Vegas. I don't think Red Wings looked. I, I'll put it this way. I looked at, at every team in the league, and I didn't see one that I liked better than the jerseys exactly. that Reebok made. Exactly. That Big, was my whole thing. The biggest thing was they took piping away, and that was pretty much the biggest difference. What is this, amateur hour? I know. We're going to get so we're gonna get Talking about other jersey. logo redesigns. So... The NHL decided they want to come out. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily the NHL. The Preds are celebrating their 20th season. They came out with a 20th season logo. And in true Predator fan fashion, the reaction to it was you either hate it, you love it, or you're not really sure where you stand on it. And if you haven't taken a look at it, go to the uh, Preds, uh, go to either Preds Facebook, find the Preds on Twitter. Or go to their site on NHL.com and take a look at it. We re- we retweeted that as well. So Yes, we did on the Music City Gold Twitter account we did. So my initial impressions of it is it's going to have to grow on me. Looking at it, the first thing I thought about, and apparently I'm not alone. I looked at it and I didn't realize that, that, that the zero with the eye is the actual eye from the saber tooth in the jersey. I thought it looked like an owl. See, I, uh, it does uh, look like an owl. It, it, it's borderline because when I first saw it, I noticed, yeah, oh, that's the saber tooth, and then I've heard others that was like, oh, it's an owl. But at the same time, I think, I think the big grief here that I've seen online is people think that it's going to be like a patch or something going on the jersey. Let me tell you, Adidas is not having none of that on the jersey <laughs> because they just stripped everything that I liked of the old jersey off. They just took all the piping off. There's no way this is going to be on the jersey. Come on, you know that that, lo- no way that logo is making the, making the way for ads. 
No. We're going to have ads on our oh. jersey soon. Oh, no, no. Get it no. out of my face, Kyle. No. It's Pretty gonna soon, be, Matt, I, you're going you're gonna to have ads for Little Caesars oh, Hot no and Ready way. Pizza oh. on your Red Wings jerseys. That would be brutal. Hot and Ready, baby. Subbing those hockey sticks for crazy bread. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, when uh, when Matt found out that the uh, that the Joe Louis Arena was shutting down and the new one was going to call Little Caesars Arena. The formidable Little Caesars oh, Arena. He, he kind of had a little bit of crisis of faith. <laughs> like, we weren't sure if he was actually going to be a Red Wings fan or if he was going to finally abandon it and become a uh, diehard Preds fan. I mean, at the I end. felt bad for him. I legitimately think that is one of the lamest names for a hockey arena ever. Have you seen the recent news? Yeah, it, that does suck. But somewhat <laughs> of a consolation prize is we're getting like. The best LED Megatron in the world now. It's yeah. seamless. You're getting like, w- it's more than one bowl for every person. It's, in all, those pizza, yeah. it's all those pizza sales. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a consolation. Give me a break. Call it something else. Call it Gordy Howard in or something, which is what I named my dog, by the way, Gordy. Oh, my gosh. You named for the it Gordy? That's right. I'm just saying, though, like. That's a true fan right there. Is he nine <laughs> years old? <laughs> no. <laughs> So is he dead? <laughs> no, no, one, no one says. <laughs> you know, when they went to the Joe Lewis, it meant something. There's now, a lot of history now, there for sure. It's like uh, you're not going to the formidable Little Caesars Arena where dreams come to die. No. And the, not down. to mention, not to mention, the last year in that arena, we didn't make the playoffs. Oh, that you know what? Really I, was was actually, I was actually, I was actually really, really glad they didn't because I was tired of having to hear you I'm talk sure. about that. Yeah, I yeah. I shouted that a lot. Yeah, every yeah. year you're like, barking. you know who's made the playoffs the last 20-something years? <laughs> Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this uh, this patch, or whatever you want to call it, it, it... It's not going on the jersey. I tell you what, do you like it better or worse than the jerseys? <laughs> wow. Uh, I, like it, I like it better than the jerseys. Mainly because I don't see it going on the, the jersey, but I see it becoming the center logo for the ice. Center logo for the ice. I don't know about. I don't like it when they do that. The center logo when they do anniversary edition painting on the middle of the center ice. If anything, if it's a patch of any sort, it'll be a shoulder patch of some sort. I think it's no, no, no. It's not going to be on the because I already said Adidas ain't having none of that crap on their jersey. That guitar pick y'all have right now is awesome. I love that, and that's part of things. What makes Nashville's jerseys unique is you got the guitar pick on the side. You got the piano keys in the neck, yeah, and then if you look like at the that. numbers, they're guitar strings that go through the numbers. Yeah, very, very Music City themed. I'm just gonna say a lot of this is, I think, gonna go up around the arena as signage, banners, I, maybe on the concourse floor. I think that'd be cool. I tell you what, this at least the one thing this has going for it is that it is at least noteworthy. It doesn't look very run of the mill. It's at least kind of creative, and it's even better that it's going to be used maybe for only special occasions. Hopefully it won't be on the jersey that I see every day. No. Uh, also, nice to note, in between the years, are three stars right. representing Tennessee. The, the three Tri-Cities. Ten- yeah, the Tri-Cities. I don't even know what the Tri-Cities well, it's, are. Well, it's the three stars. Well, not Tri-Cities. You have the yeah. Tri-Cities in, like, north, uh, yeah, northeast Tennessee. North. But it's the else. three section. It's West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and East Tennessee. But... That said, those are the three little stars right here. So I thought that was a nice, you know. Um, and you Michigan doesn't have that, do they? Right. And if you, this whole saber tooth thing, you, the only people who, supposedly the saber tooth came as a logo because some kind of archaeological find in Nashville area. But the only people who know that that happened were people who were trying to give an excuse for why they chose that as a logo. If you ask anybody in Middle Tennessee, nobody really knows about that. That's just really odd to me. Well, you know, like when they were trying to come up with names oh for the God. Preds. You know the names that were thrown out, man? There was like there were like the Nashville Attack. Fury. Oh, yeah. Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah, real. Uh, we're going to sound like a roller, volleyball. Yeah. Roller, roller derby. derby. Yeah, I'm so glad we went with Predators. My goodness. That would have been. That'd have been worse than the Little Caesars. But right you now. can see the, like the gold color itself. The gold is kind of bleeding to other sports teams, so like the National Soccer Club. Their uniforms are gold. Yeah, I noticed that. That's really. I cool. do like that we have unique color at least, as long as you tone it down a little bit. But I like unique colors. See that type, that much gold is good for like a soccer team because it's just one uniform. You're outside in the sun. It kind of just goes together with it. When you're on the ice, it kind of to me kind of almost distracts we'll just see. a bit. I will reframe full judgment of jersey. And logo until seen on ice or in person at the yeah. arena. I, think I I will give it tons of crap right now, but we will see come October the fifth. All right, Kyle, who did you say your favorite jersey was? Was the uh, blue and black check third jersey? Okay, what about league wide? Not just the new design, just in general. 
Do we, you go based on logo or colors? Oh, do you, the Oilers. I love their jersey. Why? Um, it's just iconic, really. I mean, it, I, you could also say that about the Habs jersey. Love, yes, love I it. love the Habs jersey. But once again, I didn't feel I like... I generally don't like red, white, and blue because it's so overplayed. But theirs is so iconic and historic yeah. that I'll give that I, a pass. I, I love both of those. Those are both classics, in my opinion. I like those. I do like the Predators jerseys. I like the gold. Like you said, it's very unique. We have overdone it um, on this new... Well, Adidas has overdone it. But Predators gold, I, loud I'm and proud. Really, I'm I know, right? really hoping they make it up on their jersey. So, for my jersey, Adidas. I am a big fan of the Capitals jersey. No way. Give me a break. Oh, I love it. They're the definition of overused red, white, and blue. Over They're in the patriotic. nation's capital. Yeah, what else yeah. did you think they were going to use? Bullring. I would say, other color-wise, as much as I hate the Ducks, I do like their black and go- their black and orange color palette. Well, it, it's unique. It's com- it's not common. Kind of like the gold in the Central I, Division. It's co- it's unique to the what to the Pacific Division. I personally like the Mighty Jack. Ducks jerseys, but that's just me. If I'm it's going classic one, if I'm going the black route, my favorite jersey might have to be the Kings. That all oh, black yeah. jersey looks smoking. You talking about black Calgary's black uh, with the white letters? Cal- Calgary's yeah. um, red jersey with a black C. Yeah. Oh, you know the good. Senators also had that one yeah. jersey, the striped one here recently. It was like black and red. I love got that. the O in the middle of it. Yeah, I really <laughs> shows like how that. many cups they got. Oh, oh. <laughs> ching. So one of the things I asked the guys to do before they came over was I said, I want you to give me five teams that you don't want to play for, no matter if your life depended on it. <laughs> so they've seemed confident they got their list. I've got mine. We may agree. We may disagree. Oh, there's going to be some disagreement. I'm sure there might be some heated discussion about whose list sucks. I'm sure Matt's list sucks the most. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Because he's got alert. his bias stuff. Spoiler alert. Red Wings and Blackhawks oh. not on my list. So wow. you're safe. Spoiler I could have alert. done Red Wings, Red Wings, Red Wings, all top five, but no. Spoiler alert, they're not on mine either. That's, wow. a, that's surprising. You thought for sure Kyle was going to put Blackhawks nope, nope. on it. I just read my list. Spoiler alerts. One team is not on it. Oh. Mm. I wonder which one. <laughs> I wonder which one indeed. All right, Kyle, start us all off right. with your number five. So number five is Coyotes. Dang wow. it. Okay, that was my number five, Kyle. Go ahead. Well, the reason why I said is because Glendale's a terrible location. Hate it. It doesn't seem to be the best place. Why do you say that? Well, I've actually been to Glendale, and I loved it. I love Phoenix. I love Arizona. Yeah, you might say that Glendale is out by itself, but... It is. It's like a suburb. That's the thing that that hurts me, is it's like, if it were closer or like in the city of Phoenix, I think, man, you're going to have so much more attendant. Like, it's just... But the energy of the of the environment there, every time someone scores, they you get howl. to howl. Yeah, and yeah, every it. time uh, that they did something good, a howl or a big check in the boards, I found every instance that I could to just howl with them. I was going along with it. Oh, I loved it. Nice. And I really liked their retro jerseys, as you mentioned, Kyle. I, I love those. The Kachinas? You talking about the uh, Kachina jerseys? Right. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about Howler, though. He actually, is a, he actually is a real drummer. Yeah, he is. I know. And I do like that, but. Anyway, okay. Well, that was my number five too. Most of the reasons for Kyle. So, uh, Matt, you let's start us off with your number five. What do you got? All right, my number five. I got the Florida Panthers, and you know why that is, Kyle. I, I see you're shrugging your shoulders at me. <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Their logos get increasingly stupider. Disagree. Stupider. That's great right. word. Dumber and dumber. It's a great logo. No, it looks like a puma. It looks take stupid. A puma? Take, take it your looks bias like something out. from the Lion King. Easy, Ace Ventura. I mean, like, geez. And talk about non-traditional hockey market. I'd rather play for any other team in Florida than the Panthers. Whatever. They just said that they just said Nashville was a non-traditional hockey market. Look at us. Yeah. I tell you what, Florida does have, it's got nice weather. But no, I'd really? rather play for Tampa. I really don't know. It's humid as all get out around there. I will say, though, if I had the options, I have been to see Tampa play live. And I do like Tampa's arena. And you know what else? I just don't like the Panthers. They don't have any excellent standout players that come to mind. I just can't see myself playing, except for except for Yager right they now. Don't have him right, right, now. right now. They don't have any more? Well, they, I don't think they have. They haven't locked him down again. Yeah, they've not locked him down. No other than him, him, I would have no reason to play there. The Everglades are calling him. So. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, Kyle. Retirement's calling yeah, him. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's getting All right, so number, number four. four for me was the Canucks. Ooh, that's interesting. Mainly because I think the ownership has no idea where they're going. Whoa. They've had, um, let's see here, five head coaches since 2006. And it seems like every time they, they get a little, ver- little bit of adversity, 
the ownership freaks out and cans the coach. Coaches which, get traded about as much as hockey, hockey players do. Which is why I don't understand. Vancouver could become a good team, but they've got to have good draft picks. they got to have good trades. When you think about the Canucks, the only two players that come to mind are the Sedin Twins. I can't think of anybody else. Robert Luongo was there. He's in Florida now. Panther, Panther dead end down there in Florida. Right. Retirement home. Yeah, the third most famous uh, Canuck player I can think. Yeah, Roberto Luongo, who doesn't even play there anymore. Right. I will say, though. Their management's um, been terrible. I mean, their coaching staff, like you said, it's been a revolving door. So yeah. I, their newest I coach agree. is uh, Travis Green, That's and he's fresh up from the AHL. That's a good pick, Kyle. That was a good one for four. What's your number four, Daniel? Number four, the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. A dead end. That's what it is. I are the hurricane. I just made landfall. Here's the deal. The height of the hurricanes happened when Lobby was there. Right. And since then, it has been a spiral out of control. Has I it mean, been a disaster? It, it's been a disaster. I mean, a state of emergency, really. Natural disaster. A, a state of emergency to the fact that they're actually trying to sell the organization right now. That's right. For five hundred million dollars to Chuck Greenberg, million dollars. Five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Anyway, five hundred million dollars. Like they're so desperate. They're acquiring old Blackhawks players. Yeah, it's 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 not the place to play right now. Hopefully, Chuck will turn it around, make them more profitable. I know they were bleeding money, so turn it around, my friend, and take it off the list next year. Hopefully you can prove me wrong. Hey, maybe Justin Williams will help you guys out. Trying to bring the old band back together. Mm. All right, what's your number four? All right, my number four is the Winnipeg Jets. Now, I love Canada and Canadian hockey teams, with the exception. Really, A? A, that's right. (laughs) With the exception of the Jets, I consider them to be the least noteworthy out of the Canadian teams. The red-headed stepchild of the Canadian league. Very. Former Atlanta Thrashers. Right. So, they're very I'm so disinterested in them. I, you know, they're that's got to be my number four. <laughs> All right. Well, my number three is the Ducks because I consider them the redhead stepchild of California hockey. Wow. <laughs> I, do, I, I kind of agree to disagree with you, but go ahead, Kyle. You look at their time in the Western Conference final when they couldn't even get people in the arena. First time was fine. I understand. Oh, four, you're talking about for the games? Yeah. The four oh, o'clock no. start was okay. I understand it's trouble. But once you have later start times, you still can't get people in the arena? you got a problem. And it seems like California, it's either you're a huge Kings fan if you're in the area, or you're a Sharks fan if you're in that area. But if you don't know where to go to, you kind of just go to the Ducks because they're kind of like, here, take us. We have nobody else. That's just me, though. I think I think that eventually, I personally, I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't care if eventually one of the teams moved. You you equated them as the redheaded stepchild. I think of them more as like the ex-girlfriend, the crazy ex who kicks you when you're down, you know, the, the whole Corey Perry kind of scene. Or Kessler. Oh, my God. They have so <laughs> many people that I just dislike a lot. Anyway, speaking of fans, that gets me to my number three, the Senators. You know why? Senators, eh? They, uh, I love their jerseys. I love Canadian hockey. I like to ha- I like kind of like you. I like the Canadian teams. But they kind of hurt me during the playoffs when they couldn't even pack a Western or an Eastern Conference final game. When oh, you come still on. have, they took them to game still, seven. When you still have empty seats in a home arena in Canada, something is wrong. It's yeah, it's kind of my understanding that there's not a whole lot of Senators fans outside of Ottawa. They're uh, yeah, uh, uh, apparently you can't even draw that much attention in Ottawa. If you, can't I know that's yourself. the thing. Like, it, it, it the arena's in Ottawa. Right. I mean, like you, it's not like you're in Glendale, a suburb. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's Canada hockey. I would have thought Your you'd team, draw some crowd with Carlson kicking some butt. Dude, but Carlson was destroying. I guess even Carlson playing, wasn't enough to get him to come. By the way, they're a wild card, and they're playing the Penguins, the defending champions, and you can't pack out your own building. Sorry, no loyalty, and that blows my mind. I, I never thought I'd say that because it's a Canadian team. but And I love your jerseys. Sorry, but sorry, Senators. Well, speaking of the Senators, my number three has nothing to do with them. My number three is actually... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my number three is actually uh, the New York Islanders. 
Oh. If I'm going, <laughs> if I'm going up to the northeast, if I'm going down up and down the I-95 area, they are the most. I'm sorry, the most. They are the least interesting team to me. I would rather play at any of the other teams from New York. You would rather play for the Devils. Well, that's New Jersey, but that's still very close. Yeah. Just but specifically, the river. specifically New York, they're my least favorite team from New York. Uh, very unnoteworthy. Who do they? Who plays for them? Oh, I don't know. A bunch of scrubs. Yeah, just very. That's not what you said about the Predators. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's my I'm number just, three. I know. I'm just putting that out there. The Islanders. Okay, number two, Kyle. My number two is Blackhawks. Simply put, I hate them. Oh, that's it. No, sounds it's got some salty Why grapes else? there. Why else? Because they can't get past their glory days. You saw this coming the glory days. They just won like, like a couple years ago. Yeah, but they're so desperate after getting bounced by St. Louis and Nashville. They're like, we have to get the band back together. Get the band back together. So that, I will say that was kind of weird. So to me, so, like, so to me, that says you're living in the past and you. Oh my god, they're the best team in the Western Conference this year. Let's you, get you the, trade Panarin to Columbus to bring Columbus. back Sod. Well, yeah, you you're getting the older and Patrick Sharp. Yeah, they got you're, him back you're getting the older Stanley Cup team. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. No, we'll see if it pays off. But I'm just saying, I see where Kyle's going. If you make too many moves, you risk but, you risk screwing stuff up. Like I said, yeah. you're already the best in the West. How much more? How much do you really need to do? I, I really didn't think. I kind of like you. I really didn't think they needed to to deconstruct it as much as they did. I, I really like Panera. I get their diehard fans give them some some crap for the way the playoffs turned out. Well, they're but spoiled. They got used yeah. to winning, and then they get bounced two years in a row, St. Louis, and then Nashville sweeps them. That did not help at all. If yeah. you, you're number one seed and you got swept, I mean, the management basically had their hands tied because the fans were ready to break down the doors up there. So, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't know. What's your number two, Daniel? Number two. And they can prove me wrong, but it's the Golden Knights. And we have no track record for this. Understood. But hold on. But let's let's just think about this for a second. Is it a tourist attraction or a trap being in Vegas? Both. Are they going to have casinos on the concourse? Slot machines. <laughs> you better believe it. You know that's – you're laughing because you know – they're going to have some sort of magic show probably during in-between intermissions. Why not? That's what you I do mean, in Vegas. We have, we have the bandstand during halftime. Put it this way. They love the fantasy betting on DraftKings. Oh, my goodness. They're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I saying. wouldn't mind seeing Siegfried and Roy come out, and half, uh, come out during their intermission on the ice. I'd yeah. be scared to see what comes out on their ice in halftime show. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some oh. interesting things that happen in that arena. I just I, – I, prove me wrong – and win. And you know what's crazy is I think they're actually going to have a decent team for an expansion draft, considering they got Flurry. I mean, they got a lot more than we had in our uh, expansion. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, there was a lot of options this year. I felt like this was probably the best year for them to join the league, just because of all the different options. But I, I just think it's more of a smoke and mirrors like attraction show right now. Like, yeah. hey, Vegas just got a new team. Interesting to know the NHL beat. Uh, football to getting a professional sports team in Vegas and they said that was a big deal too that shows really uh, good signs for the NHL market and what we're doing in hockey in America it did all right well you mentioned the Hurricanes as a natural disaster well you know another disaster it's my number two team the Colorado Avalanche Ooh, that's right this is rough because Back in the day, they were good. This is your rival, that's Matt. Right. This 90s, is your rival. Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg. They were hey, kicking butt. That's right. I respect now, them a lot. I like them. I really like them. Now they death. are. They're causing a legit avalanche. They but are drowning underneath the snow that is just compiled current, on top of the them. The current state of hockey in Colorado is not very pretty, so I'm going to have to pass. As my number two, <laughs> hard the pass. Avalanche. He's going to go to Colorado to snowboard this year, <laughs> not to go to the Avalanche game. Wow. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, my number, number one, one. Here we go for everybody. Daniel said it. Hurricanes. Yeah. Oh. Hurricanes. Okay. Everything he said. Oh, just ditto? Ditto everything. Literally, it's if your team is on the verge of being sold and you don't know if you're staying, because it looks like they're going to stay. Bleeding yeah. money, but when you're bleeding but, money, but your when your off season topic is not necessarily who you picked up, and it's more of are you even going to have a team in Carolina? I don't know. I don't think I want to go there. How about you, Daniel? It's number one. 
Number one. Oh, man, this is going to be so controversial. Let's hear this one. Oh, you're going to love it. My number one team that I would not play for currently, I say this currently, the Washington Capitals. <laughs> you know why, Get Kyle? out of here. You know why? Get out. Because I don't like choking. Oh. And that's what they do every single year. If you come out with a President's Trophy in back-to-back years and you choke both years and they've finished consecutive, like, I mean, high in the league the last several years, and they cannot get it done. And I'm sorry, Barry Trotz, he basically grew us up from what we were as a franchise, but something is wrong, and it is not getting done in Washington. I do not want to be the best team and choke every single— I would rather be a wild-card team as the Predators come in, sneak into the playoffs, and go all the way to the finals. They didn't even make the final— by the way, the last two years. Right. Fine, I'll give you that. I won't argue. Chokers. That. Well, I'm not into that kind of stuff. You. <laughs> well, you mentioned we were talking about jerseys earlier. I don't know if you heard this with the new contracts. The Capitals were actually looking into getting special uh, special jerseys for the playoffs, but so they had a contract in the making. But it turns out they had to recall them because the jerseys came with a major choking hazard. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> All right, Matt, Ooh. what's your number one on that topic? All right, so that leads to the best of the best oh, here, man. the worst of the worst. I think the only one that all three of us had in common. The Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. It's, it's an arena that I have been to as well. <laughs> it's a disaster. It is the most unnoteworthy. I could care less about watching their games. Even when I was in the arena, How I was like, it? it was I've super heard it, boring. I've heard it's super boring. It is. Okay. So I could do I could do without the Carolina Hurricanes, as all three of us could. I, I put them higher on my list just because I haven't been to their arena. But that's so I the, couldn't judge them. That's the only one that all three of us mentioned. Well, I think at the end of the day, we've all agreed that no matter what team we play for, we don't want to play for the Hurricanes. So I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us. This is our second episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to our first episode, please go to PenaltyBoxRadio.com and click on the SoundCloud link. That will take you to it. Uh, you can find us on iTunes under the Penalty Box Radio feed. Uh, also, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, we do have a Twitter account set up yes. called. Um, Send us your questions. That's right. It's called Follow at us. Music City. Yeah, it's called at Music City Gold. Um, Daniel, Matt, and myself all have access to it, so we will run it occasionally. Um, when we comment, if it's not a. Um, retweet or anything we'll have our names at the end of it yeah, please um, send us your questions because i feel like i'm talking in an empty chat room with nobody else listening matt just stays <laughs> up at night back to Matt's, uh, glory who's gonna win days. dance off that's apparently. right so please give us better content than <laughs> what he just thought of for our episode because obviously we're struggling yeah you can also reach out to me personally if you want to follow me i don't tweet a lot of stuff but you can reach me at uh, my twitter handle is at kyle hancock very original yeah. hey you know <laughs> i got my name most people can't do that yeah That's it for this week. I'm Kyle. Uh, Once again with me is Daniel and Matt. See you guys. See you later. And you guys all have a good week, and we'll see you on the ice.